G'day, Matt Kunkel here and thanks for joining us for another week of Stick Together, Australia's only national radio program bringing you workers' stories, union news and discussion on social justice issues. This program is produced in the Melbourne studios of 3CR and broadcast right around the country thanks to the Community Radio Network. Well, it's been a huge week with workers taking action all around the planet. But the week really belongs to the students. Millions of students have participated in the school strike for climate action. Hundreds of thousands took to the streets here in Australia as part of the mobilisation that saw demonstrations in more than 150 countries. In Melbourne, students staged one of the largest demonstrations since the anti-Iraq war rallies in 2003. Later in the show, we'll bring you audio from inside the Melbourne protests. But first, some union news. Well, this federal Liberal government just can't seem to help themselves. This time, IR Minister Christian Porter has taken steps to lodge an appeal and wind back the landmark court result for shift workers. We reported a few weeks ago that shift workers across the country had won a significant victory thanks to the AMWU delegates at the Cadbury's Chocolate Factory in Hobart. They had taken the parent company Mondelez to court, claiming back pay for the underpayment and under accrual of sick leave for all 12-hour shift workers. The court found that where the national employment standards refers to a minimum of 10 days sick leave, that this should mean 12-hour shift workers get 120 hours per year. The company had been basing its system on a standard 7.6-hour day roster, but this created an annual deficiency of 44 hours for every 12-hour shift worker. The federal court and a full bench appeal both agreed with the workers, but there's never been a condition of employment that the Liberals haven't wanted to strip away. The government supported Mondelez's case to cap workers' sick leave to 76 hours, but was unsuccessful. They are now using taxpayers' money to appeal the court's decision all the way to the High Court. It's an unusual but completely unsurprising outcome, as this government seems to only have one thing on its agenda. Smash unions, cut paying conditions and drive up profits for their mates in big business. The government has also not ruled out making legislative changes if the court action fails. Workers at Armstrong Flooring are celebrating victory after their employer accepted their claims following a four-day strike in Melbourne southeast. Members of the NUW and the AMWU commenced action on the 17th of September in support of increases to wages but also demands on the company to end the culture of bullying by management. On Friday afternoon, just as the climate strike was starting in Melbourne, the members unanimously supported a deal that delivered 3% annual wage increases back paid to July this year, a $500 voucher for striking workers and an independent investigation into the workers' allegations of bullying. A 24-hour presence was maintained at the site for the duration of the strike, and tensions did get to high points, with a number of workers being targeted by a car attempting to drive through the picket line. In other news out of the NUW, this time in New South Wales, members at one of Woolworth's distribution centres in Minchinbury have rejected an offer by the company and endorsed moves towards industrial action. In addition to fair pay increases, the workers there are demanding improved redundancy provisions and equal rights for labour hire workers. Still in New South Wales, workers at Bega Cheese are also celebrating victory this week after their employer backed down in the face of strike threats. Members at the plant from the AMWU, the AMIEU and the ETU had threatened the first strike at the regional New South Wales cheese plant's long history. Union members have won improved wages and conditions, including base rate increases and payments and allowances that satisfy their original claim of 3% per year. Workers have also achieved improvements in casual worker rights, uniforms for administrative staff, better sick leave conditions and new domestic violence support for its employees. 
Oil and gas multinational Esso have put their Victorian assets, including offshore platforms in the Bass Strait, up for sale. The move comes a fortnight after the Fair Work Commission ruled against the company, preventing it from terminating its enterprise agreements and dumping 265 workers back onto the minimum award conditions. The AWU said that the company was seeking to cut wages by 60% and force members into longer stints on the platforms, meaning their families would not see them while they worked 14 days straight without any breaks. Regular listeners will also recall the company was the subject of a more than two-year dispute, with Victoria's longest ever picket line outside the long Longford gas plant. This plant is included in the potential sale, leading to further uncertainty for the hundreds of workers in the region. Last week, the Victorian branch of the TWU issued notice it would take strike action against two private bus contractors, Christians, which operates out of the regional city of Bendigo, and Cranbourne Transit in Melbourne's southeast. The action was set to commence on Monday the 23rd. However, late on the 19th, the union issued a press release declaring victory at both companies. The union says the threat of strike action has broken the deadlock at both companies after negotiations had stalled and has led to offers which include strong wage growth without undercutting existing conditions. In one case, Cranbourne Transit, the company had refused to negotiate at all until the Fair Work Commission forced them into it in May this year. These agreements appear to be the tail end of the TWU's campaign to lift wages and conditions for Victorian bus drivers. The campaign, including several work stoppages, has seen significant wage growth and increases to superannuation being won at some of Melbourne's largest bus contractors. In other news out of the Victorian TWU, the union is heralding recent changes to the Owner Drivers and Forestry Contractors Act, which will make it easier for owner drivers to resolve disputes with their employers. The changes are also being described as a win for workers in the gig economy, with companies like Uber Freight now falling under the legislation for the first time. More information about the laws and the changes that have been made can be found on the TWU's website, which is www.twu.asn.au. Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews has come under fire this week after he was awarded a more than 11% pay increase by the state's independent remuneration panel. Unions have called the government hypocritical, comparing the leader's increase with the official wages policy of the government. The lowest increase for Victorians' politicians was 3.5% for backbenchers. However, this is still a lot higher than the wages policy that mandates public servants not receive increases of more than 2%. Paramedics have stepped up their campaign against the government, seizing on the figures to point out that Victoria now has the highest paid Premier, but the lowest paid paramedics. The government faces growing opposition from unions across the public sector who are seeking wage increases above the official cap. The pay increase for politicians is their second in less than six months, with an automatic 2.9% increase applied in July, adjusting for inflation. Organised worker action continues to grow at tech and logistics giant Amazon, this time amongst its corporate staff, with thousands of workers walking off the job last Friday around the world as part of the climate strike. A group within the company has been pressuring Amazon CEO and world's richest man, Jeff Bezos, to commit to stronger action on climate change. The pressure seems to be working, with the billionaire announcing the day before the strike that the company would bring forward its pledge for carbon neutrality by 10 years. However, the workers said that this was not enough and still left work to march, saying that a target of carbon neutrality by 2040 was not good enough and that the company must take stronger action. Still in the US, more than 40,000 members of the United Auto Workers maintain their picket lines across General Motors, shutting down 33 plants and 22 warehouses. The strike is now in its second week, and strikers have been supported by a number of unions, particularly the Teamsters, who have pledged not to transport any GM cars that had not already been delivered to showrooms. 
Elsewhere in the states, nurses have also walked out at a number of hospitals across the country. 6,500 nurses at 12 private hospitals stopped work for a day in Arizona, California and Florida. Their demands were for higher wages and better staff ratios. Their claims were mirrored by the more than 2,000 nurses at the University of Chicago's medical center, who also took strike action on Friday. Workers there described the conditions where short staffing means that many are forced to work overtime even after having worked their regular 12-hour shifts. The use of strike breakers there means that their planned 24-hour strike has now become a five-day lockout. And finally, there's been a long-awaited win for Aboriginal health practitioners in the Northern Territory. After a 13-year-long campaign, workers have finally voted up their very first enterprise agreement. Their union, United Voice, has welcomed the deal, which they say will, for the first time, create a career and classification structure that cannot be changed at the whim of a government official, giving these workers a real say in their workplaces. You're listening to Stick Together, workers' stories and union news. Broadcast around the country every week on the Community Radio Network. On Friday, the 20th of September, Australia was one of the first countries to kick off the global strike for climate action. Millions of students and their supporters have taken action this week across more than 150 countries. Inspired by Swedish teenager Greta Thunberg, students across the world are standing up and demanding the adults in charge take steps to prevent an apocalyptic climate crisis. Stitch Together was at the Melbourne strike, where trade unions had organised a contingent in support of the students. We start our report with Meredith Peace, the Secretary of the Victorian branch of the Australian Education Union, speaking from the steps of Melbourne's Trades Hall. I I wanted to just speak briefly and start with a few facts, because I think that's one of the things that is seriously missing when we start talking about climate change. Some real facts, facts that, you know, what I call the Flat Earth Brigade, many of whom reside in our federal parliament, uh, don't want us to believe or understand. Climate change is real. Climate change is human-induced. Climate change is already having an impact on both our own country and in many countries in our region and around the world. And our politicians are not taking the action needed to meet the challenges that we face. Now, I started teaching about 30 years ago And as a science and geography teacher, I was teaching students 30 years ago, some of whom might well be politicians or leaders in our community, uh, about the ozone layer, about the impacts of greenhouse gases on our climate. And sadly, 30 years later, here I am, still imploring our politicians, particularly at the national level, but all around Australia, to take the action that we need to support the future Uh, to support the future for our kids. Education is about paying attention to the facts, paying attention to the evidence, and it's also about teaching our students to think, to analyse, to problem solve, to express their opinions and to question. And can I say how fantastic and inspiring it is today to see our kids demonstrating that education that we've spent so much time delivering to them out on the streets today, where they're questioning, they're expressing their views about their futures as they rightly should do. They are well informed. Our kids are well informed, they're articulate, and our politicians simply need to start listening. And it's fantastic, I hope, to see 
tens of thousands of them, of them down in Treasury Gardens and some of them with us here today at Trades Hall. They're using their voices to be brave because our governments are not. They're using their voices to show they care because our governments don't. They're using their voices to take action because our governments simply will not. Now, we can all get frustrated about climate change and the fact that our politicians are being very inactive on this front. But I think today should be about hope. It's too easy to get depressed about all of this. But as an education union, we are incredibly proud and privileged, along with other union members here today, to stand with our students and our young people in our community. We know as trade unionists, if we stand together, we act together, we band together, we can make change together. And I'm absolutely sure that we will. There is hope if we choose to take action. If we continue to stand together to remind our politicians, this is about our children's future, not about their political ideology or their own ambitions. To our students and young people today, keep fighting, keep pushing, keep inspiring us to stand together and make the change that we all know we want. Solidarity forever, comrades. The several hundreds gathered at the steps of Trades Hall then shut down the road and marched down Russell Street. A tide of purple shirts worn by the members of the NTEU spilled out from the old Melbourne jail and joined them in the streets. Many of the NTEU members were taking stop work action to be at the demonstration that day. The contingent then turned down Latrobe Street towards the State Library. continues to get bigger and bigger, collecting people all along the way. It's going to be very, very big. Here Chloe Gore from the National Tertiary Education Union. Chloe, there's members here of yours that have taken strike action today, isn't there? Yeah, there's members from the Melbourne University, RMIT, VU, Deakin, research institutes from every single um, employer, every single institution in Victoria that's here proudly today taking strike action. And we heard as we walked the union contingent down past the State Library, the big cheers from the students gathered there. What do, you, what do you think it means to see workers and students standing in solidarity like this? Oh, it's fantastic, especially for people in our industry, I suppose, because we uh, teach those students and they teach us back. You know, we're learning to walk together in solidarity and learning to walk together to save the planet, and it's amazing. And obviously at the universities and other higher education industries, there's a lot of research and development. What role can union members play in, in fighting against climate change as well, outside and inside their workplace? Well, I don't know if you've heard, but quite a few of our members are exercising their academic freedom to speak out against the Conservative government's success, um, successive uh, denial of climate change and minimisation of it. They're um, doing 
cutting edge research, they're working with industry and they're, uh, they teach our political economy people, our uh, political scientists are talking to students about power, they're talking to students about capitalism, they're talking to students about the future of the planet, what they can do to impact and most importantly, they're getting out of the way and letting them organise and build solidarity with each other. Can you, can you tell me what your placard says? Um, it says, if you did your job, we would be in school. And I take it you're talking to the politicians in Canberra there? Yes. And if you could send a message other than the placard, what would you say to Scott Morrison and all those people up in Canberra? You can't swear, it's for the radio. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can edit that bit out, but what would you say to the politician? This is our future that you are compromising, so take action. is now on the corner of Collins Street and Swanson Street. She's joined by yet another very large contingent coming all the way up Collins Street towards the old Treasury building. Let's pause there quietly for chance you can hear in the background there. The protest continues to grow. People joining it from the sides of the streets. Coming out of the shops, more school, school, more school children coming out of uh, each of the different public transport hubs as well, all filing into the larger main contingent. Um, what does it mean for you to be here today? For me it's a, a significant point in our history because just as in the late 60s we saw the young giving a lead around Vietnam in such a way that changed the global culture, we're seeing the same thing happen around climate today. I think we've got to get in behind the young who are giving the lead and the best way we can do that is, is at the point of production. And look at the creation of the new green jobs in our own fully unionised workers' cooperatives that are making the green technologies that our country and the planet need. And Dave, you're a, you're a veteran of the, the first green bands down here in Melbourne. Do you think there's the same spirit in here in this, uh, this rally today? I do, and the thing to remember about the green bands is that we created many more jobs than we stopped. You're listening to Stick Together, right around the country thanks to the Community Radio Network. The audio you've been hearing is from the Melbourne demonstration as part of the global strike for climate action. By the time the union contingent made it to Treasury Gardens, it was rammed full of people. In what was one of the largest crowds I've seen since the anti-Iraq war protests, there were people everywhere. Up trees, hanging off statues, all along the Treasury Place terraces. Others gathered around sound relays to hear speeches a couple of hundred metres away from the main stage. Among those speaking from the platform were two rank-and-file leaders from the National Union of Workers. Hi everyone, 
My name's John and I work at Fenner Dunlop in Footscray. My workmates and I are currently out on strike for better wages and conditions and we're here today to support the climate strike. Instead of dealing with our issues, Fenner Dunlop has gone to the Supreme Court to get an injunction against us. Taking workers like us to court is not going to stop us from standing up together. Fenner Dunlop is a multinational company owned by the Michelin Group. At Fenner Dunlop, our work depends on the coal mining industry, as we manufacture conveyor belts for coal mines. Me and my, work, me and my workmates care about better wages and conditions, but we also care about climate change. I know the work we do needs to move away from coal mining, but I'm here today because workers who work in these industries, like me, must have a say in what comes next. We need to make sure good, well-paid union jobs are at the centre of future clean industries. People who currently work in these industries don't love coal, but we need secure jobs, fair pay and good conditions to build a decent life with our families. There's no reason why this can't continue with green and renewable industries. To build the future we all want, workers must put their heart of economic and political decision making. Together we must put the needs of workers and people first, not the interests of big business. The first step is recognising we're all in this together and we can all make these changes possible. Many people just like me are willing to change with the times and transition in our industries for the future. Together we must challenge big companies like the Michelin Group who have the power to create well-paid and sustainable jobs for the future generations. Companies like the Michelin Group must put people before their profits. Let's stand together and demand a secure and sustainable future. We deserve nothing less. Following the speeches, the rally snaked its way out of the gardens and back into the streets. So large was the protest that the end of the march was still leaving as the front returned back to the gardens. This meant that the protest stretched for almost one and a half kilometres. Why did you come out today? Uh, it's important to support a cause, show strength and unity. And is this the first time you've been to a protest? No, not too many. Awesome, and what does it feel to look around and see so many different organisations supporting the students in their strike for climate change? It's beautiful, we just want everybody to be a part of it and it's, it's so important, so it's just, it's heartwarming, it is faith in humanity. And if you could send a message straight to Canberra, what would it be? Um, look at us, notice us, take action. Now! What do we want? Climate action! 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 What do we want? Clim
sorry. Yeah, can I? What do we want? We're turning left, everybody. Yeah! <laughs> Alright, there's other people through. Can you tell me what your name is and how old you are? Nina and I'm six. My name's Greta and I'm eight. Betty and I'm six. Where are you, brother? Um, I'm Gus and I'm nine. I'm Oscar and I'm nine. I'm Aileen and I'm eight. Are you all here on strike today? Yes. yes. Yeah. And why did you take strike action? Because of climate change. And what do you want the politicians to do? We want the po politicians to think that this. to get on with it and stop coal mining and yeah. And if you could give a message to Scott Morrison and the Prime, the Prime Minister and all the other people in Canberra, what would it be? I would say that um, you're um, destroying your, um, your younger generations. And there's some really great banners. What's, your, um, what's the banner you've painted this today? What does the banner say? Can you all say it at once? One, two, three. And what about your other placards? You've got some others there as well. What's this one say here? Get on with it. And what do you mean by get on with it? Yeah. To start with get on, move yeah. on. What about you? What's your say? Mine says ScoMo's got to go. Oh, and what does that mean? ScoMo's got to go where? Uh, in, the bin, in the bin. In the bin. In the bin. Yeah. What about yours, brother? What's your say? Mine says act now. And, uh, and you want some action on climate change from the politician? Yes. Right on. And are you going to keep coming and going on strike until the politicians take action? Yes! yes. Alright, good on you everybody. Keep it going. Well, that's where we'll end the rally as we bring this program to a close. Congratulations to all those who took action on Friday. We'll see you at the next one. Stid Together is produced in the Melbourne studios of 3CR with generous financial assistance from the Community Broadcasting Foundation. It's broadcast right around the country thanks to the Community Radio Network and your local station. You can do your bit to keep worker stories on the air by calling your local community radio station and subscribing today. You can also help keep this show on the air by heading to our Facebook page and shipping in. Just search for Stick Together Program. You can contact the producers of this show by calling us on 03-9419-8377 or sending an email to sticktogether3cr at gmail.com. Drop us a line and we always love to get your feedback. If you want to listen back to this show or other recent episodes, the podcasts are available at 3cr.org.au forward slash sticktogether. We're also on iTunes and you can help other people find the show by leaving us a review. Finally, remember, wherever you are, whatever you do, there is a union for you. I'm Matt Kunkel, and until next time, stick together.